up everyone my name is Lachlan Peary welcome to author on author interviews today I'm joined by David Thomas Kay an independent author from Australia who's published the first two installments of a medieval trilogy titled the circles of time I've had the pleasure of reading David's second novel the ring of man and I have to say this book is probably one of the most well-written indie books I've ever read so I highly recommend it and him as an author um, in this interview, I'll be chatting with David about his work and also about what path led him to being a writer. As always, if you guys enjoy this video or this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, if you'd like to find out more about David and these videos, you can find our socials below. But without further ado, I'll get on to the video. So um, just before we start on the novels, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about you as an author. Um, to start off with, when were you first inspired to become an author and really start getting your writing out there? Well, that's going forward quite a long way because I was 68 years old when I first started oh. writing. <laughs> this is a throw off. Um, and I was, um, I was doing a short story um, writing course, six months, and my mentor called me over and he said, um, are you coming back next year for the, for the heavy stuff? Mm. I said, oh, I thought, I've, uh, I thought I've done okay. I've got, got 10 assignments behind me, short stories. He says, he says, yeah, they're very good, but you came here to write short stories about your family history. I mm. said, yeah. He says, the, your worst assignment was your family history one. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <Not> very much. <laughs> I had no flair. No, no flower. You have to learn to flower things up. All your other assignments, your, your fantasy ones, and they're, they're all, all good. But that one, he said, you mean I've got to lie? Well, yeah, he says, of course. You have to exaggerate. If yeah. you're six foot, you're six foot two. If you're small, it's very small. You have to exaggerate. Now, mm -hmm. like, like you did in the rest of your assignments. Mm. I says, uh, he said, I'd like you to, uh, the only one here who'd probably push out a novel. So mm. um, I said, I couldn't write a novel. That's 130,000 words. I said, they're only 1,000, 2,000 word assignments. I said, I, I couldn't write a novel. Mm. He said, you've already got the stuff there. Mm. Says, he said, uh, I'll let you into a secret. Oh, yes, yes. He said, a novel is a string of short stories linked together. Simple mm. as that. Mm. And you've got the ability to do that. Mm. Uh, you, you know, you, you've got your plots are good, your descriptions are good, scenes are good, you've got it all there. So it's, you just and always look ahead where you're going. So it's like driving. You look as far ahead as you can, and in the rear of it, as far back as you can, and you know your place, you know exactly where you're going. Yeah. You've got to start, you know where you're going. Keep that in mind and just do chapter after chapter. So um, I returned for the next six months, and, uh, and that was my inspiration to write a novel. But I had no intention whatsoever of writing a novel. I just, Amazing. Boring, so, just one of these boring short stories about family history. Yeah, <laughs> so it's sort of gone from thinking about factual um, story writing, and it's just exactly. turned into the fiction. Non-fiction, fiction. He says, drop the poetry, drop, because I was writing poetry, drop the poetry, drop the short stories and go for the novel. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, <laughs> so awesome. that was good advice in, in the 
it sounded like a lot of work to me, Maggie. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a bit about your background. Did you um, grow up in the United Kingdom? Yes, I'm, I was um, a true pom. I, um, I, my teenage years were all, um, I lived on Walney Island. Mm. That's on the fringe of the Lake Districts. And where the Vikings landed, actually, this is a throw off, and round the corner, but it was the, the Furnace Abbey, which appears in the book two. So I was in the right environment. Mm. Uh, I was working across from the island in the shipyard uh, as, a, um, as a fitter and turner on, on ship, shipbuilding. <clears throat> and um, I was a mad sportsman. Uh, uh, I represented my, my district at cricket and uh, a town at soccer, and my, my, my school at rugby. Mm. I was a fanatical cricketer, you know? Mm. And uh, my father was a rugby league coach, so I was very sports-orientated around uh, when I started my apprenticeship. Yeah. But then I suddenly dropped all that and started studying music out of the blue. Um, I must have been bored. And um, I ended up playing in the, in the dance band down the local palais, a uh, big band. They used to play saxophone and clarinet in the big bands there until I was 21. When I was 21, uh, apprenticeship finished, another big change. I just dropped everything again and joined the Merchant Navy as a seagoing engineer. And I very rarely went back home after that. I ended up in Australia. Oh, wow, and very I, nice. Uh, so yeah, how did some writing come in? Has it um, come in later or did you sort of buy in the 30s and 40s? Came in much later. I read a lot at sea in the Motion Navy. I read a lot. Um, mm. of, uh, most of the authors I know uh, inspired me there. Um, really thrillers, adventure, adventure thrillers, things like that, you know. Um, yeah. And detectives uh, like John Le Carre. Uh, uh, but... Um, Bryce Courtney, and uh, but main, mainly, um, uh, I would say, Pillars of the Earth, Hawaii, things like that. I read all those at sea. Mainly yeah. the James Bond bit, me. I got through yeah. all of them at sea. Yeah. But I never had any inspirations to write from that, mm -hmm. from whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, that didn't happen until, uh, well, much later in life, I, when I retired, actually, um, I discovered. I was writing poetry just out of the blue. Mm, yeah, I was writing yeah. rhythmic poetry, must mean the music yeah. industry. Rhythmic poetry. And um, not prose, just straight out and out rhyming poetry. Mm. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, all the way around, I was matured a lot when we retired and I left a poem wherever I was. So I found that very easy, quite natural, you know? mm. but mm. no, nothing to do with, um, with writing um, mm. until my wife suggested. Uh, if, I, if I want to do these boring uh, family history stories, I was doing, I was studying genealogy for 10 years. Yeah. So I was good at research. And that that yeah. was an advantage. I had the research behind me. Yeah. And, um, so she convinced me to go and start this short writing course. Awesome. <laughs> and that's when I was 68. Yeah. Wow. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Just came out of the, out of the blue. Everything seems to come out of the blue with me. Yeah. Yeah. Well my attention to something for long. Yeah. So um, what inspired you to write in the medieval genre? 
Well, that, that was, I never intended that neither, because uh, mm. I was always going to write based on my family history, which started about 1660. Mm. Uh, and then I discovered my mother, mother's DNA, we had all our DNA, I discovered my mother's was uh, from Norway, Viking stuff. Right. And all the Lake District was, I knew we were all Vikings early on. You know, I read all the historians. Uh, in my research, I've read about those stories about Vikings. So I thought, well, I'll have a look into Norway. And I, and I got stuck into this really fantasy stuff, uh, uh, the gods and goddesses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I thought, wow, wow, this is uh, uh, so it's fascinating. Now, mm. uh, I, I with the, um, the medieval, well, the castle around the corner from me, with King Henry demolished, now there's history there too. Mm. So there's something to um, get your hands on when I started. Um, I wrote an essay in my, my an assignment in my, my first course. And I was supposed to write an adventure from just out of the blue. Anything you, that comes in your mind, he said, uh, an adventure, um, plenty of action. Blah. So I, I came up with this. I was looking into Vikings, but and I came up with this girl, Spanish-looking girl, being raped on the beach by this Danish attack on Norway. Mm, mm. And there's more to it than that. And she ended up tearing his eye out and thought, oh, where's this come from? I'm not, <laughs> not right like that, you know? <laughs> raped and she's tearing his eye out. This is something <laughs> new I'm writing about, you know? Yeah. And uh, that eventually became uh, the middle of my first book. Yeah. So I never intended to write at all. And I just built up, I don't know where they came from. I built up either side of it. Where did she mm. come from? Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, where, are mm. where are they going? Yeah, it just came out of the blue, the medieval. And I was interested in the, the mm. kings of the time, the culture. Yeah. Gold, that sort of thing. It pulled you in. Which I was interested in anyway because of my other research with my mm. family members. Mm. how they live so they, mm. they become interested in people and how they live the culture the whole yeah. the, the religions especially the religions and, uh, yeah. yeah 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 so how do you manage your writing now do you like to write early in the mornings or late at nights or is this sort of oh, right always, whenever the inspiration comes always in the mornings uh, yeah. at this time of year you know, like right early mornings you wake up early with the sun even though in Queensland well, mm. uh, yeah, and um, your mind starts ticking over as soon as the daylight operates. Mm. Yeah, and uh, often have um, I might go to bed with something on my mind and got a, a pad on the corner and something will flash in my mind. I'll take put a little note down. You know? Yeah, and start uh, start writing early. Um, mm. uh, not too long. Um, when I first started. Uh, I was, I was getting into too long. I was taught 250 words a day minimum. You yeah. must do 250 words a day, my mentor said. That's it. So I stuck to that. I do as I'm told. I stuck to that. And um, sometimes it extended, sometimes it didn't. But my, my plan was to, and I have a diary, and I write down in the bottom corner how many words I've written that day. And when my wife was being busy, with her activities during the week, her lunches and her yoga and all this sort of stuff, and at home riding. On weekends, I left clear. I was mm. riding five days a week, 
let me do what I want to do on the weekend. So it's mm-hmm. a job, a job, but it's an enjoyable job. Yeah. And uh, I planned, I got down to having uh, two 500 words a week, 10,000 a month. That's oh, my target, 10,000 a month. And it worked out. You know, it takes you all your research and that. It takes 18 months at least to write mm-hmm. uh, a novel. And uh, yes, early morning. Mm. Definitely early morning and brighter then. Yeah, I'm exactly the same, David. I can't yeah. write at night time. No. Like it keeps you awake <laughs> too. You know, I get into that habit on yeah. that. I'm feel yeah. late and they all blue with your eyes. And yeah, I'm not sleeping. Why? Wow, I'm not sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, final author related question. I like to ask this with each author because it's a little bit different, it's a little bit quirky. Um, but if you could do something during your adult life to become a better writer, what would you do? Well, I would, in present, I would read. Um, I don't read a lot now when I'm writing. I don't have time to read a lot, but um, I would read new authors, modern yeah. authors. Yeah, I, I'm steeped in the, the old ones. Uh, you know, get Ken Follett and, uh, and uh, James Missioner, uh, and then style my books on. Uh, yeah, I'll take a fresh look and I'll see what my son and daughter are reading. I've never mm. heard of them, some Japanese stuff. No, and all this. Mm. And they're really, they're both avid readers. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at what they got on the shelf. Like, Who is that? <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot to learn out there. There's yeah. new, new authors coming through. Oh, they're not, they're, they're here now. No? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So getting on to the Circle of Time series now. When and where were you first inspired to write the first book in this series? Uh, well, that came, as I said before, from my assignments. Yeah. I was getting into the, the, the DNA was, well, we're obviously biking descent. And I was getting really into that with my research. And, uh, and then that, that assignment popped out from nowhere. Mm. And I thought, well, after he's, had a chat with me at the end of the course. Him all I said suggested there was, there was assignments in there you could write a book on. Mm. And I picked that one, the Viking one, because I'd become interested in, in mythology and, and that. And I, so I started working on that as my, my first book, which I never intended to write. Yeah. <laughs> I was always going to start 1660 with King Charles II. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was a fascinating era and, and, and my history went back to there. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's how it, it really started. So, um, the link, link to the Vikings of Scandinavia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you sort of got the idea that you're going to start it there, did you plan it out from there just in like a time? Yeah, well, I always knew where I was going. He always says, look ahead. Yeah. But I always knew where I was going. I, I was born on the island. I lived on the island mm. uh, where the Vikings landed. And I wanted... I started researching where the Vikings had landed. Mm. Well, that, my book was always going to be where the Vikings landed. Mm. Right? So I started off with King Hark and the Good and the battles and blood and gore everywhere and rape and collision. But uh, they had a lot of troubles in Norway and I was reading and uh, they were running out of forest, actually, trees. <laughs> and mm. they're all pillaging and they're unsettled with the kings. Um, mm. Athelson was making them be, become 
Christian, he wanted them to become Christian and they wouldn't. They're like sacrificed to their gods. Mm. They're in that stage of change. Mm. And, and that's when I broke, up, broke them away from Norway yeah. and sent them off to Lake District, where mm. many of them did, to Isle of Man. It's called the Ring of Man. Sent them to the Isle of Man and via there. They, they landed all over the, the west coast of Britain. The Norwegian people did. Yeah. Danes landed on the other side. Yeah. The Elvis side, the Danes one side, the yeah. Norwegians the other side. So that was always my intention to finish that book, uh, the first book on, on Wally Island. Um, yeah, yeah, very uh, good. At the Lake District, where they entered the Lake District. Um, have you seen the TV series Vikings? Dave? Yes, I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's called, he stole my. my um, Main protagonist Ragnar. Yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds <laughs> no, that's very my, yeah. I said that's the name yeah. of my Ragnar. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I looked it all up and it's it's a strong name, Ragnar. I said that'll do. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so apart from that show, were there any other like artists or writers that you look to for inspiration or anything like that? No, I mean, my main inspirations were. From as well, action adventure. Um, mm. And uh, uh, I read uh, just before in the sea, I read um, Colonel Fawcett. Mm. Uh, uh, do you know he, he's a, uh, an Amazon adventurer? He wasn't an author. No, I haven't heard of him. Put up some non fictions, but he, he, um, uh, he had 10 expeditions into the Amazon jungle looking for a lost city. Mm. Fascinated me. He did write all about. All the huge pythons he's coming across, marching ants and blood sucking vampire bats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a real adventure. No, yeah. but uh, so I, I fed off that. Well, that was brilliant book, non fiction. Um, he eventually disappeared into the jungle and never returned, him and his son. It's a big mystery. It's a big, big mystery. But his, some of his friends were very interesting. Um, Ryder Haggard, mm. he wrote King Solomon's Mines, mm. uh, and Conan Doyle. Mm. He didn't just write, uh, Conan Doyle didn't just write the Sherlock Holmes, mm. he wrote uh, a story called The Lost, the Lost World, mm. all based on, on um, the Colonel's bloody uh, notes. He, he had the notes of the, the Colonel because he was friends. And he based that story on his notes from in the jungle. Okay. Okay. So, so those three authors linked again, mm. you know, yeah. chatting. So that sort of thing inspired me. And um, I was always into action, um, well, Tarzan and all that, even the early days, Treasure Island. But uh, mm. it moved on to the detective stuff, John Le Carre, the, and the real spies. He was a spy, John Le Carre. Mm. Mm. He worked for M15, uh, M16 overseas, M15 at home. And he, he ended up, um, the Russians dubbed him in, and he, he ended up um, lecturing in university, working for M15 again, keeping his eye on the students. He was famous, the rebel students. He was, mm. he was, uh, he was, he was in the Russian spy days. He, mm. he was very active then. So mm. I like them, I like the, the James Bond style. And they all come from the same sort of base. They're all sort of uh, espionage. 
Yeah, yeah. Dennis Wheatley, I love Dennis Wheatley. Um, uh, he delved into the Black Magic. Yeah. Which I, which I bring into um, book one, Black Magic, uh, the dark stuff. I think that's yeah, yeah. Um, So he, he inspired me up, Dennis Weasley. And uh, uh, a few few women writers. I mean, my wife used to um, uh, read uh, 19th century sagas. You know? so, mm. And they're all Irish, one was an Irish, and it quite fascinated me. Sagas in the 1850s, which was I was writing about eventually. You know? yeah. I was heading that way. Yeah. So they all inspired me, but mainly the, um, the adventure ones. Like yeah. yeah. Thrillers, yeah. adventures, and yeah. sometimes there was spice. Some of yeah, I, I love yeah. all those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I, all those books you're talking about, David, I still read them. Yeah, I, right. I love yeah. those books. I love John Le Carre and all them. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Great. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I love mysteries, and I always try, yeah. To, yeah. I always try to have three mysteries. I aim for three mysteries that link mm. together and cross. Yeah, I yeah. Thought, uh, I like to keep the keep the reader interested and confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely on the same. Yeah, until the end. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the themes in the Circle of Time series. What type of feelings are you trying to evoke from your writing? Oh, just um, uh, passion, in a way. Like yeah. um, the I'm, I'm very passionate about my um, my characters. Yeah. Take them through everything from the look, depth to acceleration. You know, they go through mm. the whole gamut. Every one of them uh, has a bad day and a good day, mm. and uh, their bad habits. Some of them, uh, but uh, passionate about them, um, mm. and like the reader should be the same, be drawn into them the same way as I am. Mm. You know, I, I'm I'm right into that scene, the movie scene. You're right into it with them, you know? and. Uh, that's you've got to make it real for the reader you know? yeah definitely it's got to be based on facts mm. but you can't exaggerate too much mm. um, but you have to exaggerate <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah so when you were writing this series did you find that you changed at all as a person were there new things that you discovered about yourself or did things that you know um, no, I was pretty well set. By the time I was writing, I was pretty well set in my ways, and uh, I was a I was a researcher. Mm. And, uh, um, it surprised me that I could write. Mm. Yeah. When I'd done that course, I said I was writing horrible, boring stuff, factual. Yeah, yeah. And it really so I did change that way because I was yeah. so surprised that I could write, mm. and I couldn't stop writing. Yeah, that's very good. Well, I just, I wanted to know where they were going. Yeah. Know? And hopefully yeah. the reader does too. There's a few don't know where they're going. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> you always have, at the end, you always have a name at the end, an idea of where they're going. Mm. Quite often, you're pulled off course. If there's a strong character, man or woman, you can mm. be pulled off course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's quite interesting to be pulled off course. Mm, Change. Yeah. Sometimes you have to introduce another character, good or bad, mm. balance it out to, to mm -hmm. show the clues. And, yeah, it becomes very in, interesting. So I did change that way. I mm. became really interested in, in creating mysteries. Mm. I, enjoy, I love mm. mysteries and mm. the culture of people, the dress, the food they ate, you know, and, the, and their 
and then the other half of the kings and queens. <laughs> the difference in <laughs> Richard the Poor. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. And circles of times, I enjoyed that too, because uh, I had uh, a Damien, he was autistic, he became autistic. Oh, mm -hmm. it just happened. We had a few in the family, actually. And uh, most women loved him. Uh, and, and he was um, on the edge of um, danger because there'd been a murder and he was suspicious of it. You know, it could have been him. It may have been him, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, you enjoy characters like that, developing characters. Mm. They become a theme of your book. Mm. Just, a, just mm. a poor farming farm boy, no? Mm. But, uh, mm. but it can become, in that book, he becomes a lot more than a very interesting, David. Yeah. So, um, what do you want people to take away from your series, The Circles of Time? How do you want them to feel at the end of these stories? Oh, just satisfied that they've had a good read and um, yeah. and they've been um, and edu educated along the way because there's a mm. lot of fact in there, which we should just throw in now and again because um, otherwise it would become too boring. So you have to learn to thread the fact into the fiction, mm. weave it into the fiction, not, not, mm. so, uh, so the reader's learning without knowing. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing worse than I mean, boring reads. Yeah, yeah. Too, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to make it interesting, yeah. So um, in terms of feedback from audiences so far, what type of feedback have you been getting? And has there been a certain audience that have loved these books? Yeah, the, the sort of middle-aged um, audience, really. Yeah, mm. they, they, they come back and uh, they say, oh, I, I enjoyed so-and-so and, -so and, I, and uh, I liked him. And, uh, but why did he kill off Ragnar? Yeah. Says, well, it's a Viking book. <laughs> of course. So there's a lot of complaints and they're killing people off in the Viking book. Yeah. So I had to bring them back a little bit, reincarnate them. Yeah. In the second, mainly the third book is yeah. about reincarnation. Yeah. Mm. Bring them back from pressure from the readers. <laughs> I liked him. I said, well, I did myself, but no. <laughs> I thought I had to kill him. <laughs> or her, or her. Yeah, no. But in the Viking book, there's a lot of chop chop. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I had to reincarnate. And I have um, uh, people who see into the future and mm. the past. And, uh, mm. Uh, ne necromancers, we call them. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, but um, they say well, the last last one uh, commented said, uh, "Ask cool. what happened to the ring." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> that's in book three. <laughs> so they, they get into it, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, it's quite interesting and. Um, the feedback you do you get um, yeah yeah absolutely it's quite interesting yeah so now that we've gone over your books um you have to tell us are you planning on releasing a new book sometime soon and if so could you give us a little bit of insight into this book yeah well I've just released the re-released book one sosi so you know a bit about that one uh but I've, I've just finished um book three and changed the title it, it was published um, as um, uh, as an ebook, actually, um, 
the inscription is called, it's very unsatisfactory, it was rushed out, had problems at home, dementia, I think. Uh, anyway, apart from that, uh, I'm re I've rewritten it, and um, that's very uh, interesting. You don't know where to start. There's a lot happening in it. Mm. Uh, there's reincarnations, mm. uh, gypsy, the gypsy boy, and the high-born woman, mm. and a, a poor um, minor boy. Mm. And they're all linked to the past. Yeah. Um, with, with reincarnation, they're all linked, def definitely. So you're bringing back uh, stuff from the back, from the back end and into the front again. Mm. Uh, it's in the 1850s. It's, it's the time of uh, Queen Victoria and Albert, the time of the um, uh, Crystal Palace, great, great fair, and um, uh, a, a kill-off, kill they all kill-off, they die out in the first chapter, and all, all the new ones come in. <laughs> I didn't kill them all. <laughs> but, but all the time, there's this haunting uh, throwback um, mm. uh, of, of um, Mm, can't say too much. One who got chopped up in the first book, she reincarnates mm. and, and, and takes people over. Mm. Uh, only with direct descent. Mm. Direct descent. Mm. And she takes them over, uh, uses the women. And um, she becomes them anyway. She chops a few people off. It's, it's one of those. <laughs> um, and then she disappears. Mm. Mm. All, all, all based on um, the whole true history. Mm. Oh, this mm. bit, uh, bit sort of thrown in the middle. These um, throwbacks thrown in the middle. Um, it's, it's, it's hard without telling too much. Yeah, of course. No, from what you said, great, Dad. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. so um, Finally, just to round it off, um, could you please share with us how people can get in contact with you and get a hands-on copy of your books? It was uh, davidthomaskay.com. Uh, that's my website, www.davidthomaskay.com. Um, I sell through Amazon. I'm on Amazon. Uh, mm. And Ocean Reeves Publishing, on, on both of those. But uh, you'll find me through davidthomask.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today, David. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. It's enjoyable. Um, for everyone who's watching this video or listening to this podcast, remember to check out the social media links. Um, everything David just mentioned, I will put in a box for you so you can go straight to it. Um, also, if you'd like to meet other awesome writers and hear about our journeys and you know how we've developed as writers, don't forget to like and subscribe. But um, I'll catch you guys soon and um, stay safe. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Good one.